Hi, I'm Levi Smith, and this is It's Worth Noting. Interviews and conversations with business and thought leaders about organizational health and culture. I invite you to visit my blog at itsworthnoting.com or follow me on Twitter at Levi underscore Smith. And now my interview with Gary Vanerchuk. You're at CES? Yeah, I'm at the airport. Well, I appreciate you making time for a call. I think first time that I met you at speaking at one of the events at South by, and I was impressed that you're at the door shaking everyone's hand, including mine, as I walked in. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I wanted to get your thoughts on one of the things I've really been passionate about for a long time, the way I've led companies, is, is really focusing on organizational health and culture and making a workplace, a place that people want to be and that really gets their very best because they're at work, happy, leaving, satisfied, and fulfilled. I wanted to get some of your thoughts, your impressions, things you've learned about doing that well. I think the first thing starts with being committed to them. I can tell you honestly that every single person I hire um, or comes to Vayner Media or Wine Library uh, in my past life, I literally fully 100,000% expected them to work there for the rest of their lives. Whether they were a $7 an hour stock boy back in Wine Library or if somebody's coming in at an entry level at VaynerMedia right now, it is my intent for them to work there for the rest of their lives because I love continuity and I love growing together. And I think that when you don't have to reteach certain nuances, there's a lot of efficiencies in that. I think because that's what I think, it's kind of then what I'd like to think is how we then act. And so when your decision-making is based on hoping that they'll stay there forever, you actually start caring about the things that matter to them. And so I think it's the religion more so than the tactics. Does that make sense? No, it makes absolute sense. So you view it as kind of a key way. I think that's the key. I'm I'm willing to give you an extra day off because it's not an extra day off in a three-year career. It's an extra day off in a 30-year career. Do you talk to your people about that when you're bringing them on? Not well enough because I think it's a little spooky at first. But as I start getting comfortable with them or I start seeing they're really worthy of even more attention, I'll I'll start a slow process of dabbling those conversations in until two, three, four years, sometimes a year if it really clicks, in, I may sit down and be like, listen, I have intentions to work with you forever. You know, is that how you feel? And I think that what's really weird in the wine business, that was easy because people did actually stay in liquor stores for a long time, whereas in the agency business, it's been difficult because I think a lot of people are coming to VaynerMedia thinking it's a stepping stone. They'll learn social here. They'll go somewhere else because that's been the game of agencies. People move a lot. So it's a new challenge for me that I'm uh, giving a lot of thought to. At a practical level, when you're coming in each day, you know, you talked about, you know, I think it's more about uh, about the religion than the tactics, but at, at, at a tactical level, when you're coming in each day, do you have, you know, kind of an objective in mind in terms of being able to reinforce that? Well, I mean, that? you know, with 200 people, and we've had our bumps in the road already at VaynerMedia, and we're only three years old, you know, we went from 20 to 200 people, and we had a lot of pain points in that year last year where certain things fell through the cracks. And so the agenda is just to be aware and hustle, and, you know, one thing that I'm employing very heavily is an open-door policy with me, and I, I come to realize that they, about three or four months ago, that they were not coming to me because they were scared and intimidated. See, I, I thought my public persona of how warm and fuzzy I am and the fact that I was there and, and the fact that I still think I'm a kid in my head would mean that they would come to me. You know, I thought we were contemporaries, not that I'm the big boss. And I think that that hurt me a little bit. And so now I've been more aggressive to seek out 
and, 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 and really have sought out five, 10, 15 minute meetings with entry level employees all the way up to the key decision makers. And I think that's helped. But I'm only one man and I will only scale so much. And so the decisions of who I put in these key decision peaks, you know, you know, who I hire and how I train them at the highest level becomes the cascade effect of what kind of organization I'm going to have. So I'm just very cognizant of the leadership and trying to keep my ear to the ground. Listening to people's wants is a very good way to solve a lot of things. What happens is I'm actually very willing to do that, and so we're moving very quickly and changing a lot of policies and doing a lot of different things, and that's been a challenge for a lot of people, but I don't really care because I think the alternative is a bad atmosphere, and so we're moving fast, we're being nimble, and uh, and we're not worried about the consequences of that because we think that doing the right thing for the end, con- the end consumer, which in this situation is the employee, is always the right decision. Uh, how have you addressed situations where you found that, you know, you brought that person on, you expect for them to be a lifer, but they're not a fit culturally. They're not buying into what you're selling in terms of that culture and environment. You know, soft, soft communication at first, and then you've got to go a little bit more vinegar and, and more critical feedback. And that's tough for me. It doesn't come natural to me. I'm very positive, and so the negative conversations are something I've struggled with, and I think I've grown up a lot in the last year about, and I'm trying to work on even more so. Um, but you communicate, and then, you know, listen, you have to make the tough, tough decisions to let people go, and that's never fun, and and uh, it's just unfortunately a part of the business. Have you found on the front end question or something sort of the probe into that's ended up being a really clear indicator for you whether someone's going to be a great fit for your organization, something that's really just, you know. Absolutely, absolutely not. A very dirty old man in the liquor business once said something to me that sticks with me on this question. You never know what you have until you sleep with it, is what he said to me early on. And what he was saying is, you don't know how good an employee is or a relationship a business is going to be until you have the relationship. He's right. I mean, I have amazing intuition, but I've been strict in, in interviews, and I've been pleasantly surprised. And so I'm much more reactionary than thinking that I'm going to figure it out beforehand, and so that's not about it. So that kind of goes back to maybe what you're saying earlier in terms of not pressing so hard on this on the on the front end in terms of your perspective of them as an employee, letting them come in, not scaring away, seeing how it works out. And then if they're a good fit, then that's where, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're kind of coming in saying, hey, I'm expecting you to be here for the long haul. Let's solve problem in that context. Yeah. I, I'm a halftime adjustments head coach, not a game plan head coach. Make sense? understand. See how the first two quarters go, and then let's get it figured out. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm going to come into a game plan, but if we're down 21 nothing, you've got to adjust. And there's a lot right. of coaches can't. And I think the thing that separates the great ones are that ability. I feel like I have good intuition and we have a process and we'd like to think we hire as well as anybody, but I think what makes us special is how we adjust to the reality of what's happening and paying attention to that, and that's where I think I over index. What's been your adjustment to your approach uh, as a company scale? In other words, you know, I'm sure there's some things that you're able to do with 20 that you found impossible to do with 200. What, what's been that shift like for you? What advice would you give for somebody? Yeah, I, I, really I, I, I hate that shift because you can't let things happen serendipitously anymore. I can't tell three people randomly in the hallway that this is what we're doing, and by the end of the day, it's what we're doing. So we've had to instill a lot more process onboarding, reviews, all the stuff that is a little bit um, more grown-up, which is no fun, 
but a very reality of, you know, how you scale communication at a different level. And so, you know, maybe not my favorite cup of tea, but definitely something that's been a necessity. And, and I'm, I'm finding great solace in the fact that I think my employees are happier for it because before they would just know. It was a smaller group. They just knew. Now they need a little bit more infrastructure and, and kind of um, a clear path to have it grow within the company. And, you know, it, it just makes a lot of sense. And so the adjustment took a lot of time on operations, how we're going to scale all these things, and, and that's been a big part of what 2012 was all about. And do you have any ideas on this sort of agency issue, like I said, where there's there's much more movement in the industry about how to, yeah, how yeah, to, like, I'm to get give, people I'm, to stay I'm, around? I'm, I'm just going to give a shit more about my people and care about them and give them a different environment than what I think is the churn and burn mentality of a lot of agencies. Do you view what we're talking about here as a competitive advantage for you or just an issue of this is how I like to run a company and this makes me and my people happier? How does it kind of fit into your overall business strategy, both? Absolutely. I mean, you know, employees are how you win. And happy employees create happy customers. So to me, it's a competitive advantage that I'm willing to care more. And, you know, um, that's that. Is your sense that this is something that, too many companies ignore, or you think a lot of companies are really attentive to this and do this well? I think it's hard to do well at scale, and you know, you can, you know, there's been plenty of employees that have worked at VaynerMedia last year that didn't have the best experience. You know, no matter how hard you try, everything is on such an individual basis, and so you're going to have things slip through the cracks, but I think effort is what really matters, and I do think most companies don't put in the effort. I know that I do, and I do feel like that's where the competitive advantage falls in. Have you seen any examples where people have experienced that with you and they've kind of taken that into other, whether it's startups or environments or other things where you're seeing that sort of transfer and perhaps, you know, you're kind of seeding this not, idea with not, the folks? Not, not necessarily yet other than that Brandon Warnicky, who kind of runs operations at Wine Library, has been able to carry the baton of what I care about there. And so that's when we kind of really seen it yet. I feel like our organization at Vayner is too young at this point for me to see the lineage yet. I think that was something else here over the next 10 to 20 years. Is that an aspiration that you have in terms of, you know, influencing how companies run? No, no. I want to keep all these people for myself. <laughs> that's not going to be I mean, part of the I next mean, book. <laughs> You know, I mean, listen, I'd like, to, I'd like to influence companies from afar with my books and my talks and interviews like this, but my people, you know, I don't want them to go and work with somebody else. I really want to figure out a way to jam together. I'm always impressed with organizations that, even if they haven't figured it all out, they're, they're trying. They're really making an effort to make those, those pieces important and getting people to stick and enjoy and for work to be a life-giving place for them rather than a place Agreed. they tolerate. Agreed. I told Chris that you mentioned she'd never gotten to Texas. I said, you need to get Gary to bring you down to the next South by, and uh, I'll take you out for some barbecue. I love it. Well, I'll be there, so we'll figure it out. I wish you well, man. Thank you so much. Okay. Hey, thanks. Have a stay quiet. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, and check back soon for new episodes. Remember to visit itsworthnoting.com, where you can read posts about leadership, productivity, and technology. On the top right section of the site, you can subscribe to both the blog and this podcast. It's Worth Noting is brought to you by Woodpile Barbecue. Natural ingredients, simple techniques, exceptional barbecue. Order online at woodpilebbq.com.